All right, boys. Prem Prem is back this week, which means we are back again after a little week or so off of the FA Cup going. Um, have to start with what just happened on Sky Sports before that Celtic game. They were again absolutely rinsed by the presenters. Scotty's, you must have had a smirk on your face about the same as Chris Boyd did in that. Uh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> yeah. You just can't. You honestly can't believe what you're watching. No. Like it's. The, Yes, you just can't comprehend that actually happened and what's what's going on here. Celtic have just they've had they've had a nightmare. They've just who was ripping them? Andy uh, Walker, for a former player, and yeah. Celtic daft pundit. He was tearing them apart, going straight for the board, calling them out, saying it's like absolutely abysmal from the top of the club to the bottom of the club, right the way through. They just went for it. I was just saying that to my dad. There, I was like, see, from like a business point of view, like. Whoever like their PR guy is, or like the chairman director, of that like, what are they thinking? Let them do that. <laughs> That's the, they had the head sporting director was on, and he said, "We we don't see ourselves as a football team, staff, and players. We're a business. We're employers, and we've got employees, and we're looking after our employees right now, and we don't want to play sure. the game because they're looking after employees. It's not it's not a football club. It's it's a business as well, mm-hmm. isn't it? It's a brand. It's a brand, right? It's a global big brand. It's it was." It's a really poor decision. Like I remember when, when we went on a walk and, and we said, like, fair enough, understanding from maybe the manager's point of view of getting the players out of, you know, out of uh, you know, Scotland yes. and getting away from getting beat by, by Rangers. But with how bad everything is with COVID and that, it was just, it was, it was a horrific decision. They've just not had, they've not had a good last six months, have they? Yeah, I mean, don't get, at the time they went, it wasn't as bad as what it seems now, but surely they, surely they can see, not see in the future, but surely they can, taking that many people away abroad at this time yeah. of the world, like, surely they could have seen this coming. Imagine going to Dubai at this time, eh? Oh. I know. <laughs> Terrible decision, eh? <laughs> um, um, oh, we'll, we'll go away from that because enough has been said about it. It's a poor decision, but we haven't been on Scotty since, since the old firm game. Um, Rangers obviously... Obviously got the win and then and then followed up that with a with a solid win against Aberdeen. Um, that was yesterday, right? Yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Rangers, Rangers in a really good spot. What, what? Quickly, Scotty, what, what do you think about the old for, old firm game? How it went? Um, it pretty much, pretty much summed up for Celtic's whole year, wasn't it? Mm. Absolutely, the best team by an absolute mile. First half, battered us. Had all the ball, all the opportunities. Couldn't do anything with it. All of a sudden, one of their best centre-backs gets injured the game before, gets replaced by a guy who then makes the challenge for the sending off to go and then go one nil down. You just, it was just so typical of Celtic season. Yeah. They were the better team by an absolute mile. Way more up for it, way hungrier. Um, but it's a results business, boys. And you can get the ball in the back of the net. And then the longer that game went on, the more new Rangers were getting back into it. And yeah. Alan McGregor's uh, was incredible yeah. in that game. That save he made off of Lee Griffiths was yeah, it was a world class shot. Keepers win your leagues. They win. Keep a really good keeper in yeah. form when you yeah yeah. Well, the, even a lot of folks saying that I was watching open goal earlier, and all those boys were saying it. I remember, obviously, I wasn't here. I didn't get to see it when I was in America, but I think it was in the cup final last year. You battered them, yeah. and Fraser Forster was incredible. Oh, and that was kind of the, the Forster, the, one of the best games you'll ever see a goalkeeper have. Yeah. Yeah, so McGregor is he can go 70 80 minutes without needing them, and then that one moment you need him, he just pulls up a world class save. Yeah, it's just like wow, like well, 
like you say, it, it, it summed up both team seasons, right? Celtic yeah. just all on top, things not going for them, and Rangers just, just taking seems, in and, and, and getting yeah. the victory. And, it just seems no matter how bad Rangers play, they still just win. You, you don't even know how sometimes, right? But And Celtic, no matter how good they play, just can't get three points. Nah. When things are going good, they go good. Yeah. And when things are going bad, they go bad. Yeah. But, I mean, I know you're not going to say it, Scotty, but I, I was in the same similar situation that you are mm. right now last season with, with Liverpool, but it's not over till it's over till the hands are on the trophy, yeah. but it's kind mm. it's kind of over. Obviously, you're not going to say anything about it. Um, Matthew, speaking about Liverpool, it's been a we haven't we haven't talked about them the last few weeks, and not not because they haven't been doing well. I just felt like th- there's always kind of been bigger talking points of what we want to do. But it's been a bit of a strange last three four weeks for Liverpool, just not quite been able to grind out wins, especially away from home. I think uh, yeah, no, it's a weird one, like. Obviously, the away the away form is not good at all. But see, like with the whole, like we got injuries in that, missing Van Dijk, missing Gomez, and that. I expected us to like concede goals in that, and about all right, sound. You can't understand it, but it's just the fact we've gone blunt going forward, which is like a bit of a concern. Like I was thinking in my head, like all right, sweet, we'll, we'll beat teams like six five in that, like because we're normally quite good at that. Just like the lack of creativity going forward. I don't know if you remember, might. This happened, I don't know when it was, this happened a year or two ago. It was right after when we sold Coutinho and everyone's like, oh, you shouldn't have sold Coutinho. Your midfield three of um, Henderson, Ronaldo, I think it was like Milner at the time. Mm. Like zero creativity, nothing going forward. See, I think it's kind of happened again. We seem to hit this point where we've got zero creativity or ideas going forward. The front three aren't firing. And to be honest, I really can't put my finger on it. Yeah, it's no, it's it's spot on that what you've just said there, and that kind of is the main thing that we'll just the main topic we'll discuss in this is, um, you know, kind of tr- trusting the process, and sometimes with a team it's not going to be great all the time. It's it's not possible. I mean, certainly in Liverpool's you know perspective, the last two years, you know, have barely lost the game, have barely dropped any points, and at some point you're going to come back down to earth. Man City came back down to earth and a bit of normality last season, and Liverpool with the injuries have, have kind of come back down to earth as well and it's just part of football it's, it's not always going to be pretty and it's not always going to be amazing um, Man City as well last last few games um, I don't you know don't want to get don't want to get ahead of ahead of myself here um, but they look like they've, they've started to pick up a little bit a little bit form and look a bit more like the team that we've seen Scotty in the last kind of you know year or two mm. yeah Man City massively yeah they had that, that game the other week where they had a fresh set of legs and they look back to the same speed and the same quality they've had that you, you, you think City are for yeah. the last few years. Knocking about better like you watch them now yeah. and you're like right it's a, it's a pep, it's a pep team because you yeah. watch them and they're passing teams to death in a moment but like yeah. with their swagger though they never had that before yeah. they're also defending like pretty decent at the moment yeah. and you, they've hit like a rhythm and a groove like they, they, they've had kind of their bad patch they've hit a point now where you watch them and, and you're like holy shit like they've found the rhythm here. Yeah, you're worried that you're going to score four or five goals every game again. Yeah, I think they. I think they'll start. I think they're going to start doing that. I reckon, yeah. like, I reckon we'll see them smash yeah. the next few weeks. I could oh, be yeah. massively wrong, but I got a weird feeling. Everyone will be getting sure. Everyone's got three city players for their fantasy team this week, eh? Or at least yeah. two. Don't know, you don't know which ones. I've yeah, got four. I don't know which ones. I know, man. I know you don't know what Pep <laughs> is going to rotate. I've got four on my team. Phil. Uh, Free hit, you can just put any player you want in there. Uh, just go for it, mate. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Um, <Both> city team. 
one one player that's before we kind of get into the main thing, one player that's really stood out over the last few weeks um, in the league has, has definitely been Phil Foden. He's a he's obviously a great, a great talent. It, it's yeah. been obvious. It's been obvious for the last twelve to eighteen months, and you know even Mika Richards said it on Sky Sports. It's just interesting the way that Pep kind of does things with all the players he have, which we've talked about. You kind of have to keep a lot of people happy. He just doesn't even when he plays well, he doesn't seem to get a big run of uh, games in a row to keep going on and proving it, which you need to get to the next level. He's such a young kid. He needs to play more. But I think that's him played maybe three games in a row now, and I fully expect him to play against Brighton um, this week as well. And, I mean, if he does that, he looks like he looks like some player. Like, You think he goes Sterling, Foden, De Bruyne again? Uh, Sterling's got a knock, is he not? I think Sterling's yeah. fully fit. Who knows? I'd... Jesus has obviously been back training again. He was on the bench in the last game, but it worked all right with the Bruyne as that false nine, which is a great little bit of, um, you know, Pep doing his little thing, little bit of magic again tactically, and it's paid off. The Bruyne looked fantastic there. I never would have really thought of playing him there because he's so good with his vision of playing balls in behind, but it makes complete sense with how he is as a football player. He's so intelligent. He, Roy Keane and, and all those, and Sunes and that were just jizzing over him on Sky Sports that night. Uh when they played, um, who was it that they played, Matthew, that game? We were watching it. Where you, oh, it was, it was Chelsea. It was a Chelsea game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was absolutely phenomenal <clears throat> in the false nine position. But, yeah, see, it looked like they, they picked up a little bit of form and you can see it in, in their playing and, and, and their, their presence that they look like they've got a little bit back. Um, oh. right, so, the, this, I've been doing a lot of thinking over the last 10 days about, you know, watching a lot of Sky Sports news and, and, and checking social media a little bit. And I kind of I put a bunch of notes down here, a bunch of bullet points I didn't send to you guys because I kind of wanted to, to, I guess, go off on a little bit, maybe not a rant's the right word, but just something that I was kind of getting a bit a bit annoyed by by seeing on, on, on Sky Sports News and everything. Um, and, and that's how I kind of came up with the idea of the topic to be trust the process because what I think what we're seeing, and you guys can chime in, please, whenever you want. In my opinion, I think especially we've talked about the effects of social media on the very first chat we had on here. But especially with that, I think we're seeing a lot of fans feeling like, you know, certainly in the top clubs, feeling like they deserve, you know, instant success. And I think people these days feel like they deserve instant success um, because of, you know, social media has a big part to play in that. But I just see a lot of flip-flopping these days that, again, I don't remember seeing growing up maybe because social media wasn't around and maybe because I wasn't aware of it but it seems like two three games you see all these fans you know being like oh you know Ollie's amazing or Lampard's amazing or the other way Arteta like Arteta's terrible Arsenal in a crisis and then a game or two later it flips the other way um and I get the media are going to do that that's their job they, they have to get off of headlines and and other people are going to do things for clickbait so you know that's always been the case of the media but I think my concern and the thing that I, I was getting a bit frustrated about was how quickly fans these days, you know, are, are chopping and changing things like that. And coming at it from a perspective of being a Liverpool fan who I had to wait all my life until last season to see us actually win a league title. Yes, we've won some trophies and, and a couple of Champions Leagues, but a league title to, to have gone through a lot of managers and to gone through a fair bit of pain in the league. You know, I, I think, you know, my, myself and Matthew and Greg's not on tonight, but are in a pretty decent situation perspective-wise to understand that, you know, things do take time and you go through good times and bad times. And I think there's certain clubs that have been a bit spoiled by that. Um, 
you know, obviously Manchester United, you know, had that 26 years under Fergie where they were always up there doing something. But, you know, they've been brought back down to earth in the last few years. And I just think there's a, there's a big thing about feeling like you deserve instant success. And it's just not possible. It takes time. Um, so, so I kind of wanted to, to take Liverpool um, in terms of Jurgen Klopp, not in terms of Liverpool, but in terms of Jurgen Klopp and what Liverpool have done over the last five years, because Frank Lampard has said it in his, in his interviews, Mikel Arteta said it in his interviews, they keep referring to, I need time, and they do keep saying, I don't know if you guys have noticed, look at what Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp did. It took him five years to do this. So I'm not just saying this because I'm a Liverpool fan, but I've, I've noticed those managers say that, and I think even Solskjaer said it too. So I kind of wanted to look at, you know, use Liverpool as kind of that blueprint of the last five years of, of taking time and trust in the process. Because I remember when Jurgen Klopp came in in the first couple of years, and rightly so, a lot of people were saying to me, I don't get it, he's a bottle job, he can't get over the line. And sometimes you need a little bit of luck. And I think when we won the Champions League, that's what kind of pushed us there. But, you know, things take time. You need to trust the process and you need to accept that you're going to have ups and downs. Um, so... The, the first team I kind of wanted to talk about was Chelsea and Frank Lampard because three weeks ago, they were up there challenging, according to everyone else and, and fans, they were challenging for the league title. They were up there. And I feel like the narrative slipped and I've seen some Chelsea fans on some other podcasts I listen to and watch or Sky Sports or whatever it may be, almost saying like, yeah, I think Lampard's going to get sacked. Like, I think he might go. And it's like, that was three weeks ago. You were like buzzing that you, you have Frank Lampard, a Chelsea man in charge. And now all of a sudden, you're discussing him being sacked. It's just such a quick turnaround. So overall, um, Matthew, I'll start with you. You know, Chelsea in the last five years, um, five years ago, they finished 10th in the league. They then went on to win the league title the season after. They then finished fourth, then third, uh, sorry, fifth, then third, then fourth. So overall, from the outside looking in, what do you think is the realistic expectations of Chelsea this season and Frank Lampard now and over the next couple of years? The only thing I'd say was different about Lampard is he's been given money to spend and players to buy. Yeah. Whereas if you, can, if you try to look at someone like Arteta, he's not really had that yet, has he? No. Um, Solskjaer, would you say, has or not? Man United has spent a fair bit of money, yeah. I more mean like Solskjaer and wanting to get his players and do it his way and give him time. He's uh, no, he's definitely not spent. He's not spent. He's not spent um, a lot. I would say, yeah. So I think I think like I think Lampard's under a lot of pressure simply because as soon as he loses a few games, everyone's like, "Well, you spent like you spent like two hundred mil, and yeah. you've just won and, like lost X, Y, and Z." So I think with Lampard's situation. Um, I kind of understand, but I like see the whole thing with like what you're talking about with giving someone time of that. I think it's like the clubs have got to be really careful with who they decide to give time to. Yes. And I think if you're going to do it, you have to be really careful with it. But I think where it flips, and this is what I think it connects to what you're saying, is like I think the fans want someone in and they want someone to have time, but I don't, but they have to be patient with it. Mm -hmm. I think when Lampard loses a few games, I think it's just, I think the reason, like, I'm not too sure, is they just want then some, they want someone else in that will be given time, but it's kind of proven that they'll be able to do a good job, if you know what I mean. Short-term success. 
Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. It's a tough one. I understand what you're saying. And you got to look at like the club. Like you got to look at Chelsea as well. Chelsea are known for just manager, 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 trophy, trophy, trophy. Chelsea are a classic club for instant success, aren't they? they yes. Get a new manager, like, give them two hundred million to spend, and they expect to win the league that very next season. Like that's Chelsea. Exactly. Are, they were the first team to do that, weren't they? But get a the, but Chelsea are. But I think the, the tr- maybe the troublesome thing with that is you've got like City and Liverpool at the moment who are extremely strong, mm. extremely, extremely strong, by the way. And um, I don't know. I just think that's kind of seems like Chelsea's DNA is the manager, manager, manager. And the flip side of it is Arsenal, where you're thinking the, they've got our, surely they've brought Arteta in to give them time. Like, they must have. You, you don't get Arteta in and expect instant results. If you look at he's, he's not been a manager. Like, it's just but do you, you can't like, expect make, If you think about it, yeah, what Soi just said, it made me think of something. It's quite a big job for two people that aren't mm. proven managers. It same really is. Like, same with all at United. Like if, if, Ram, if Ramabitch or Chelsea was desperate for success instantly, he could have gone to someone else. There's got to be sort of a better candidate than Frank Lampard, truly. On paper, on paper, I'm sure there's yeah, no. On paper, yeah, 100% on paper. He hasn't gone on CVs. And so this is this is kind of my this is kind of my point. Don't you don't you think you hire Frank Lampard with the understanding that with everything you've just said, as a fan base, like mm-hmm. let, we can take the clubs into account. Of course, let's do that for sure. Um, and I agree with everything you're saying about Chelsea, but. When Frank Lampard came in, did Chelsea, did Chelsea fans really expect Frank Lampard to do what Ancelotti did there and Mourinho did there, like right off the bat? Do you know what I mean? Based on everything you've been saying, I think when you hire, when you hired Frank Lampard, surely your thought process as a fan has to be, okay, this is this is maybe us going in a different direction, and we have to accept to be patient with it and let Lampard grow as a manager. And I agree though, that there could come a point where, with anyone, any club, Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, whoever where it's clearly not working, you need to make a change. But you don't think, Scotty, that... Yeah, I think that's Lampard, surprising it's, bringing in Lampard and then giving him all that money. Whereas look at what was Lampard's last job was Derby. Yeah. Great at bringing through young lads, turning them into a good team, working together with a young group of players with not many eagles. But then you give them all that money to go and spend on superstars. And that's not what Lampard's used to dealing with, especially in his last job. Yeah. and He's, he's good at bringing through an academy and... To, to kind of my point about, you know, tr- trusting the process and going along for a little bit of a long-term thing, I'm not saying that Chelsea fans should have to wait five, six years to, to, win, to win trophies. Not at all. He's, he's at their club. He's got big expectations. He knows that as a person, what it's like to be at Chelsea. He understands it. But do you not think that just that appointment is how, – how can you expect Frank Lampard just to come in, be given money – and all of a sudden, Chelsea to be, you know, challenged at the top of the Premier League in what technically year one because last season he didn't he didn't have a chance to spend any money, right? I just don't think is is a fan base when you really break it down. Is that is that acceptable to to want that? I don't know. I think I think these guys all I think what their expectations and standards are are they constantly are being under pressure just to prove to the fans and show the fans. They're taking ten, tiny steps forward all the time, like they're they're slowly but surely moving forward. And I think if they can do that, then they can try keep fans happy. But 
it's so fucking difficult. How do you prove to the fans then that you are moving forward and that you are getting better? Well, because results show the results determine if they are or not. Also, you could be performance. I think like performances as well, but like if you look, but like Arsenal situations a little bit different to Chelsea's. No, like Arsenal dropped way below par. Like yeah, way way below par. Arsenal, sorry, in the last five years, right? You say that. We'll, we'll go into more detail about them, but I'm just saying this so you can carry your point on. You say Arsenal finished below par. In the last five years, five years ago, they finished second. Since then, they came fifth, sixth, fifth, eighth. So are they not, are they not performing to where they have been for the last four years? Yeah, I think, yeah, it's you know a good I mean? point. I think it's really, I think I, so many fans live in the past as well, eh? Yeah. Like, so yeah. many fans like that's why Solskjaer is under such a hard job because I generally feel like Man United fans still don't understand the fact that their manager is not Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, and, like he is like you know what I mean. Like it's so hard, and I get it though. I'm sure we'll be the same with Liverpool. By the way, like if, like, like yeah. that's just our that's just what we think that it's our expectations. So it's difficult. Um, it's also hard when you got ex players like Gary Neville and. Um, on Sky Sports, criticizing them every week. Yeah, saying this is this is what Man United is. At the moment, it's not. though, is it? You used well, to no, do that. You, you have to, to accept that the, the club, your club has changed um, for for better for worse. Um, what to to go off of what you guys said about like um, you know what? How do you evaluate you know the success uh, and and how you give someone time? Um, in in my opinion, right? This is just from from my own my personal experience again is that I could see and Matthew, you can agree or disagree with me. I could see very early on when Jurgen Klopp took over Liverpool, what he was clearly trying to do with the club. Now, whether that brought success in three to five years or not, you, you never know. Fortunately, as a Liverpool fan, it did. Right. But I could clearly see what he was trying to do and I could see the signings he was trying to make. And it made sense. From watching his press conferences and how his team was trying to play and the signings he was making, it made sense. And you have to get a bit of luck. Who knew Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane for 30, 30 million each were going to be how good they've been? You know what I mean? Um, you don't. Andy Robertson for 8 million, you don't. There comes coaching and luck and a lot of things have to play in that part. But as a fan, I could see and I accepted I'm along for this journey and I'm buying into it because I, I can see what you're trying to do. And I'll ride with that until the time isn't there anymore, right? Until, or, sorry, until you can clearly see it's not working. It needs a change. But 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 that but to stop you there, the question is though, is that last bit you just seen? When is that? What do you mean the last bit I just seen? The, sorry, the last bit you just said of you're along for the ride until it's not working. The yeah. it's not working because that's where this whole issue comes from. Is mm. Arteta? This season, let's just say it wasn't working, right? At what point do you sack him? What point do you keep him? But you you say that, right? And don't get me wrong, they were they were very far down the table. But what I just read out from where they finished fifth, sixth, fifth, eighth. Well, I'm I'm expecting, and and with their squad, and also from the outside looking in, Mikel Arteta having his first job, I'm honestly not expecting Arsenal to finish much higher than eighth. No, but it's much more than that. It's performances as well. It's much more than just looking at a table Agreed. and seeing where they are. Because 100% fans watching them every single 
update and, and you can see if the players aren't playing for the shirt. You can see if that's not working, if that's not working. Yeah, and they, they also had... There you go. It's much more than looking at a table. The performances for 90 minutes, 100% have to come into it. Yeah, I think... No, I... I... I don't disagree with that at all. And I'm just, sorry, I'm just using the, you know, I'm just trying to use the, the league standings as a, as a, you know, a way of looking at it from a, a broader perspective because we're not fans of those clubs. But yeah, you're bang on performances. And that kind of leads me into my, my point, big point about Chelsea is my only concern for Frank Lampard, who I have backed. And I, I like the way he talks. I like his personality. I think he has a little something as a manager. But my only concern is what I just said about Liverpool with Klopp is I don't see what Lampard is doing to create his identity on that Chelsea team. And that's where my concern for him is and where my concern would be as a fan. So to answer your question, Matthew, I think that's the answer. When you start to not see the identity that you're trying to create and it's not working, I think that's where you start to have a bit of an issue. Uh, here, give me two seconds, guys. I need to jump on a work call. A bit. Yes. No worries. Go ahead, mate. Go ahead. But, yeah, Scotty, that, that would be my main concern. Yeah. Which goes into into the performances. If you watch, but that I think that comes into being a a true fan. And if you watch every single game, yes, you're right. Okay, this is what Lampard's trying to do. But we brought up if you remember when we're talking about um, my United McTominay on Twitter. Yeah, one of your mates hadn't even watched the game, but he said, "Oh, he tweeted the text saying McTominay shite." Yeah, don't even watch the game. Yeah, so you can't. But you'll see. Oh, we got beat. My United got beat two 0 today. You go. Oh, United are terrible. Solskjaer out. But yeah. you, they might have played unbelievable or tried to play football or tried to change the system or do something different and got beat to know. But if they're trying a different thing and you can see where they're going, then that's okay. But like what Matthew said, though, that week, was it that Arsenal got beat, what, three, or drew, got beat twice and drew once in a week mm-hmm. and they were terrible. And no, that's when the alarm bells were ringing. But. Yeah, and then, and, and, you know, now he's... Well, by the of, way, three yeah. weeks later, just three weeks later, trust the process, Arsenal were, it was only West Brom, but they were unbelievable. Yeah. Popped it yeah. about, they looked brilliant again yeah yeah no I agree yeah. I agree um what so and I'll ask Matthew when he comes back on and um, we'll finish off with Chelsea and we'll, we'll move on to Arsenal next what do you, for, for you looking from the outside in Scotty like what do you think is 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 a real expectation for 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 Chelsea fans to have on Frank Lampard and, and how they do mm. in the next 12 months for example or eight two years yeah. I mean it's also a hard one we're not Passionate fans, we don't we don't support that team. It's hard to say, but realistically, if I was a Chelsea fan and you're getting a young, inexperienced manager like Lampard, yeah, he's a big name, he's a great mm-hmm. player, but he's only in his what third year as a manager, maybe fourth. Third yeah, year yeah, still, yeah, third fourth, yeah. Compared to, to Ferguson or Klopp, but he's still a young manager. Yeah, only so much you can expect. But then the pressure gets hyped on, as we say, Chelsea's already that club that spends money and ex- they expect success straight away. Of That's not happening. But if you give somebody that much money, surely there's got to be a little bit more expectation. Yeah, no, I agree. I was quite surprised in the summer when he spent that much money mm. because I thought mistake, you're piling a lot more pressure on yourself. And Lampard, I think, is the type of character that can 100% take it. Yeah. But, um, I thought that that was quite interesting to do quite, like you yeah. just said, quite early on. Do you know but what I mean? Is there a... Anyone in the world that wouldn't have signed Timo Werner this year? No, no. no. Like any manager would, would bit your head off to take him. Is it Lampard's fault that he's been absolutely terrible this season? Or maybe, maybe, but maybe right. I mean, th- this is this is where it is so difficult to say, right? And you can only yeah. say it as the fan of the club. Yeah. If you and my point is, as a fan, 
just just like ch- kind of check yourself a little bit. And if you're like really deeply passionate, make sure you're genuinely watching the game, right? Yeah. You're, you're into mm-hmm. it. Um, don't don't be going on social media, and and that's part of life now. But don't be going on social media yeah. and reading things and and taking other people's opinions. Take your own opinion of your club because that does create a little something around the fan base when you do that. That right now the fans aren't in the stadium, but you know when they are. If you're together and, and there's more of you that are doing yeah. things like that, then it helps the team. You know what I mean? Not so, yeah. bring, I don't want to bring Rangers into this, but... No, go ahead. This is I'm talking about the process and trusting it and watching yeah. the game. So that cup final last year, the League Cup final, Rangers were unbelievable. Like the mm-hmm. best I've, I've seen them play in years for 90 minutes. Like You could see exactly what Gerrard was trying to do. He had the right players doing what he wanted. And they get beat 1-0. If you don't watch that game, you go, oh, Hell, Gerard, I, I, Gerard had a shocker. He got beat one nil. It's another cup final. Another loss yeah. to Celtic. But I knew watching that game in six months, a year's time, Rangers would be all right. Yeah, just the way they played, you could see what was happening, and you take so much belief from that defeat. If you if you didn't watch that game and just went purely on the results, you go, oh, bloody hell, he's lost another cup final. Gerard's a loser. But you're spot on. You're spot on, mate. And again. Uh, again to, to say about the team I support Liverpool when we got beat in that Champions League final to Real Madrid mm-hmm. um, it felt like it was the start of something not the, not the end well, of something yeah, like you 100%. could you could it would have been such a fun season in Europe and you could really see things coming together and everyone was like oh he's got beat in the Champions League final and mm-hmm. it was shite don't get me wrong you don't you know you don't want to yeah, lose yeah. it but you you didn't it didn't feel to me as a fan yeah. that fuck it felt like we're going to be back there again yeah. in a year or two. And, and sounds like you felt but similar it, about Rangers. It takes that long and it takes a bit of it, a knee-jerk reaction to losing a cup final could easily be get the manager out or the yeah. fans turn on the back or whatever. But I, I, used, to, I used to have this rule um, with my teams I used to coach um, and it was a 24-hour rule for parents that mm-hmm. I don't want you to come to me with the problem or something you felt about the game until 24 hours after because nine out of ten times, you're going to look back and go, that was an emotional thought yeah. and decision. I disagree with it. And, and I always said to them, if you still feel that way 24 hours later, then it's a real issue. We need to speak about it. But I think I do that as like Liverpool the other night when they got beat by Southampton. I was fuming and I was saying things about Trent. And you're in mm-hmm. the emotion, you're in the moment. Yeah. It happens as a fan, you're passionate. But 24 hours later, you kind of look back and you go, you, you think of the game, you think the moments about whatever it is and, and you just have to kind of, put that to the side but um now just just make sure as a fan that you're 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 watching it and you're not taking other people's opinions on social media um arsenal we we brought them up a lot because you know i think that they're like i said at the start they've they've gone from crisis to arteta's getting it right within a week you know what i mean which is which is football and definitely modern day football um what, what do you think, again, Scotty, similar situation, don't have as much money as Chelsea. Um, I mean, what, what do you think about Arsenal as a whole and where, where should, you know, people that support them or watch their games, where do you think they feel that they, they, should, they should maybe be for the next year or two? If, if you asked me at the start of the season, you wouldn't have great expectations, really. If you looked truthfully at the squad, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, yeah, also there's some amazing players in the Bamiyang. Um, but that whole, as a squad, as a 15, 17 players, it wasn't good enough to even come close to competing. Never mind no. get a top four, I don't think. No. Top 10, really. And then you bring into, yeah, Arteta comes with a bit of expectation because he's been working under Guardiola for three years. Yeah. But that means like, it's so different becoming from an assistant to then taking over the reins and having all the pressure as a manager. 
Yeah. As an Arsenal fan, truthfully, maybe, as you say, look at their previous results from like five years. Anything better than eighth was probably a bonus. Yeah, I think... Potential scrape in Europe, maybe. Top, top, top six. Top yeah. six would be a really good achievement for them, I personally think. Yeah. Um, without uh, spending any money on superstars, really. Yeah, without, without spending any money, um, I, I think that that would be a, a good place to a good place for them to start. And, and like what Matthew said earlier about, you know, you use Man United as the example. I think I think Arsenal have got to accept that they're not the Arsenal that they were under Arsene Wenger challenging for, for titles. The key to that is at the moment, though. At the, yeah, moment. At the moment, of course. And that's where you have to go self-reflect and go, right, at yeah. the moment, this is where we are. Yeah. But we are still Arsenal. We're still a massive club. Of course. We will get there eventually, but you don't just sign two players in the transfer window and then become the Arsenal of old. No, and I so, think that Unfortunately, the way that modern football is, money money plays a big yeah. part, and what you spend. And if you want the top players, you've got to, you know, be spending that. You know, for a world class player these yeah. days, you're talking eighty million, probably right. So, yeah. and Arsenal just don't look like they're going to do that as a club. So they're going to have to go about it a different path. But again, you you the team that won the, the Premier League last year in Liverpool keep coming back to it. But you know, they they, they of course yeah, we bought Van Dijk for seventy five, yeah. and we bought Allison. But apart from that, we bought Salah for thirty, Manny, Manny yeah. for thirty-five, Robertson for eight. Um, you know, you've got you've got to do a bit smart business when when you're in that position. Yeah. I mean, what you just said about the Arsenal squad, I remember looking back now. Every season started, I always believed I was like, like Liverpool have got a chance to win the league. And I watch Premier League years and stuff, and we've got a midfield of Jay Spearing mm-hmm. and Lucas Leiva, yeah. great servant to the club, by the way. But you know. You're never getting that high expectation, but, are you? But in the moment, in the moment, and and how you feel as a fan, and obviously Liverpool are a big club, you you feel like you should be up there challenging for it. But when you really realistically look back, you're like there was no chance we were yeah. getting any anything no. close to that. You know what I mean? And we ended up finishing sixth, seventh, and eighth because the table doesn't lie at the end of the season. That's how good yeah. you are. That's how good your squad is. So on a point on that, this is totally random, but. Um, when Yogi Hughes took over at Wraith Rovers, yeah, back a couple of years ago, 2017, when he first went in, he said after a week there, I think the previous manager had left him with eight left-footed players in the squad. Wow, like it's what to do with eight left? Yeah, how's how has it ever got to this stage? And he yeah. takes over, realistically, if that a good job scraping, not getting relegated. Yes, yeah, yeah. For him to have done that job properly, it would take years to get those players out, get the players in. And then coach them to how he wants. That's like a three, four year stage. Exactly. You can't expect it to be done yeah. so quickly, especially yeah. going into a club that you know are not going to spend yeah. any money at all, right? Could you, you can imagine if Guardiola took over a team like that. He's not yeah. going to get them playing tiki taka football, is he? He's going to be. Nah. No, he's not, man. Shout out to Yogi Hughes, by the way. Yeah. Never met him, but his inter- you, I know. Oh. You know him. I know you know him. His, his interview that that one that you sent the other day was uh, yeah. was Just absolutely that. brilliant and. You can see, you can see in the upturn in results that he's obviously he's brought lifted the mood, yeah. lifted the mood of the camp up and, and got the team back going again. That's class. And again, you know he's been brought in to do one thing is is to have Ross County survive the season. But you know if you want him in charge for a while, like you just said, you need, you know you need to give him time. But, but another thing that's wrong with football, he was given a contract till the end of the season. Basically, here's the pressure: if you don't get us, yeah, if you, if you get us relegated, you're out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're out. How's that for a long term picture? No man, but, I know. I know. Um, speaking about lifting the mood and everything, we've said this a few times on here about Arsenal and Arteta. You, you can even see right now with the transfer window open, like he's he's clearly trying to get rid of a lot of players yeah. and he's trying to completely shift the culture of the club to fit in his image, but also you know Arsenal's image, but in a different way, right? Um, as you know, as as other managers have done. 
Um, and out of all, you know, out of out of all these teams I've got down here, Chelsea, United, Spurs, Arsenal, um, I, I think Arsenal, you know, need to understand that I think that's the the, the club that needs the most work. I think there needs a lot changed there. Um, you know, right the way to that club because you've seen it now that he's playing the the young kids. They've come in and they and they've they've been way more into it than some yeah. of the the big time pros. And that's not good when your big time pros are are not looking as enthusiastic as your young kids are. They're looking comfortable. So I think Arsenal's the toughest job right now out of the quote unquote top clubs in the Premier League. Hundred percent. Yeah, um, it'll take them at least a couple of transfer windows as well. Easy. Get out, get rid of who he doesn't want in there, get a couple of bodies in, and then get them playing under his style. You've seen it already. Like, yeah. We slayed them on that podcast. But that week, if you, anyone watched that, they were so bad. They were they worst. Were. But then he makes a few changes to the squad, gets a few young lads in, they play how he wants to, and all of a sudden, one or two goals go in, and all of a sudden, heads go up. And yeah, yeah. It's, you've, I, think, I think a big thing in anything in, in life, whatever you're doing too, but he had to just take a risk and change it and, and yeah. do something like play the young kids and because it wasn't working with what he was doing before. And yeah. again, I think that's a sign of a good manager of recognizing the situation and being like, yeah. I have to take a gamble here and, and yeah. do something because this isn't working. And right now it's paying off for him, right? Um, so the best, the best thing I liked about Arteta was after a couple of those defeats, he took that all on him. He said, look, that was totally yeah. me. I got it totally wrong. It wasn't the players. That's on yeah. me. And and, then, and, it, and it's interesting yeah. that Lampard has done the opposite in a couple yeah, of times. He's just, blamed his players, which yeah. which can work. You know what I mean? Which which yeah. can work, but I don't like that. That's a that's a very Jose Mourinho trait thing to yeah. do. Cold shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I don't, looking at Timo Warner doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to take that well. Like nah. you're just so I'm playing terrible and you're ripping me. It's a, it was an interesting one from Lampard, but I, yeah. I, I spot on with what you said. He definitely, he's not shied away from it, Arteta. No. And no, no. in the last few weeks, he's, he stood up to it. And um, yeah. That's the process, it, isn't it? It is, absolutely, mate. Um, one, I'll tell you what, one signing that, that they have made that has been absolutely fantastic is Kieran Tierney. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Mean, I mean, how good was that goal last week? The goal, the way, right through, right through. The, the way he plays... Is he just strikes me as the type of guy that doesn't matter where he's at, who he's playing for, how good or how bad it is, he's going to be the same on the pitch every single week. And um, yeah, they they need to not necessarily build a team around him, but he's a character no. that you, you you want to get more of those guys in your team, right? I mean, that sounds like an obvious thing yeah. to say, but it's uh, but how good is it seeing a Scottish guy do that in the Premier League? Yeah. Mm. I know, man. I can't believe yeah. we have two world-class players and they're, they're both left-backs. So Scottish, isn't it? So Scottish, but, so Scottish. I mean, he's been class. I remember watching watching the warm-up for the, um, I think it was the Sheffield United game where it was snowing and, and he was in shorts and T-shirt. And, yeah, like, it was just, like, so Scottish. It's, such a, yeah. it's a Scottish trait, that, from players to, to regardless of what's going on, be hard workers. Yeah. You know knuckle, what I mean? down, knuckle down, get on with it. And that's, the down, guys, yeah, that's the type of guy Arteta will love as well. Yeah, you need yeah. that. You need that's that's the type of guys you need. You need in your team to 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 but, win. Yeah, not harping on about him, but Yogi said when I when Rangers first signed Scott Arfield, he mm. coached him at Falkirk, and he said he is the number one player you want in your team, regardless really? of what you ask him to do. He will turn up, give a hundred percent, and do yeah. whatever requires of that team. Yeah, he, said he couldn't be any happier for Arfield signed for Rangers. And yeah, then, it's you know, it, it's funny, obviously, massively to a different level. But speaking on that. That was one thing I did when I co- when I was coaching the kids too, was 
There, there, you know, I had some some teams where some kids were not, you know, technically very good, and to be honest with you, probably struggled on the ball when they yeah. were in the game. But see, every time the the game went on, I would play them the whole time because he's back. Yeah. I would uh, I would play them the whole time because they I know what I'm going to get from them. Even yeah. even as an eight, nine, ten year old kid, I know for a fact he's going to run around the pitch for the whole game. He might not be good enough on the ball at this level, but I need you need that in your team. You need you need yeah. someone to, to rely on. Um, Matthew, we're just talking about Arsenal and, and um, Arteta on how he's trying to shift the culture of the club. And we were just talking about how good Tierney's been in terms of his attitude um, the last few weeks. He's, he's been fantastic, hasn't he? Yeah, he's only been good for a few. Like he's only been good for a few weeks, eh? But yeah, I but mean, mean, well, sorry, me and Scotty were just. Me and Scotty were just saying, like, in terms of how he's how he's always working on the pitch, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe he's not had great performances, nah, but, but he doesn't shy away. Do you want to know why, though? It's because he's playing in a back four as a left back. Hmm. That's what Tierney is, man. Hmm. Like, this yeah, whole back, this whole back three playing as a wing back on a back three playing as a left side centre half. Those left back, left wing back, left side centre back, like they're way different, like. Tierney, Tierney suits. He played. He played at Celtic in a, in a back four as a left yeah. back, right? Like a team that had lots of the ball. I just think, like suddenly he's, he's put into a position they feel like he wants to play, and he is so I'm not surprised that now we start doing well. Like mm-hmm. play to your player's strengths. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we we um, we've we've had this debate many a time on here and off here. I'm not a fan of three at the back. I think it's really hard to coach. I mean. Uh, and even for high-level professionals. And, like, again, I've said this a few times. I, sometimes I think these days everyone's so into tactics and stats that managers sometimes just try and overcomplicate. And I agree with you, Matthew. Just play a fucking back four and put Kieran Tierney at left back. You know what I mean? Like, he's going to be one of your top yeah, but, in there. Yeah, I understand that. Like, I get what you're saying, but it's way more complex than that. You can't just no. be like, oh, Kieran Tierney's a left back, so I'm going to put my whole formation. No, I know. Like... He's not like, yeah, sure like he's not messy basically. Like you're not gonna, yeah. Like, no, you're building a team around Aubameyang or yeah, someone else. Um, yeah. But it's just, but it just, but it just seems that Arteta's now going to a back four for whatever reason, because mm-hmm. the previous wasn't working, and 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 it's just worked out that that Tierney's now come into a bit of form simply because he. I I guarantee if you were speak to him, he'd be like, I love, play, I, I like playing the back four. I wasn't too comfortable in that back three, even or back five, whatever. Even, and, and, you know, in my opinion, this too, I mean, even City going back to a 4-3-3 is, for my opinion, is what has massively helped them in the last few games because that's the system that Pep Guardiola grew up playing at Barcelona, grew up immersed in coaching at Barcelona. And, you know, you know I'm not saying he can't ever play a different shape. And, and it, cha- it changes as the game's going on, don't get me wrong. But if you see that self, it's a 4-3-3 and Kevin De Bruyne is a false nine. And that is Pep's bread and butter. That's what he knows what to do. And and, and I just think that he, he, he went away from his principles a little bit in terms of how, how yeah. he wanted to play. And and that I think people, you know, whether you're a football player, you're working uh, at an office job and things are done this way and it's working and you start to go away from your principles, people see that and, and they feel it and, and they don't, they're like, what's going on here? Like we're going away from everything that made us so successful. You know, yeah. adapt and evolve it, but... Nah, definitely. Man City have definitely got a lot of something back, and just that four-three-three just looks class again. Yeah, I mean, you, Everyone, buy, you buy players to you buy players to suit shape. 
Um, Matthew, I, I, me and Scotty have already said our piece on it. You were obviously away. Just, just in general, before we move on from Arsenal, um, what do you think that their, their fans' expectations should be um, with Arsenal and, you know, with an Arteta being in charge of them in the next couple of years? Or the next couple of years? Yeah. Like, what, 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 what do you think Arsenal's expectations are? Where do you think they, they should accept to be? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know what Arteta can do. I don't. Is, I, it un, is it unrealistic for them to be thinking with the squad they have and a new manager, is it unrealistic for them to think that they should be definitely finishing in the top four? I don't, to I don't think they're, I don't think they're top four. I think they've like, come away from that and they've been away from it for a while and it's a dangerous game it's so hard to get back into that yeah I don't nah I, I think they'll like 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 suddenly like right Wolves have suddenly come into like the Premier League right and now they're just up there and they're just consistent right I think yeah. they, they'll I think they'll kind of be at that level but um, I think I don't know I don't really know what Arte- I don't really know what Arteta's capable of I said I think if they got into the top six, that is a good achievement for them this season. Oh, so for if that's the question, yeah, if they got into the top six, yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's a really good achievement. I don't think they should be too disappointed if they finish seventh, eighth, ninth. I think that I said this when you were away. You said about Man United, Arsenal need to accept they're not the same club that they that they were. 15 years ago with Arsene Wenger challenging Man United every single season for titles with players like Thierry on replay. I, I will say though, I do love Arteta's ruthlessness right now, saying like folk are going, coming out publicly and saying folk are leaving yep. straight off the bat, Klasnak goes on loan, that Saliba goes on loan. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm rating that. Remember we, we had an episode we spoke about you have to be ruthless at the top and yeah. that. Arteta's yeah. obviously getting rid of the fucking whatever and he's, he needs right. hopefully Brings folk in, and this is and and this is my point: is you have to, as a club and as a fan base, you have to fully back him and agree and get on board with it. Because if you don't, it's not going to work, right? Whether you think it's right or wrong, every fan has a right to moan. You have your right to own your own opinion, but deep down, you have to get behind him and back him. You have to back him and see where. Did I tell a sign to you? Um, he was there before. No, was he? Was he there before? I'm sure he was there before. Who, who, wait, who was, who was also my... Oh, Emery. Who nah. Who am I Emery signing? I'll find out, mate. I'm sure he did, I. To be fair, who's Arteta signed for that portrait? Thomas Partey or whatever. Thomas Partey, he, he looks decent. Yeah, I, remember, I remember watching from Madrid, mate, and I was like, fucking good, man. He's a big That's what engine, eh? That's August, what Arsenal needed. August 2019, Tierney signed. Let's see when Arteta joined. August 2019, and Mikel Arteta joined Arsenal as a coach. Um, it, it was after. I think just after, eh? Um, bah, bah, bah. Arsenal, on December 2019, yeah. So it was an Ironman that sent him. Um, so, yeah, but Kieran Tierney is a, is a fantastic player. Great pro. Kids should watch him. How he, how he conducts himself is, is a great. Um. Manchester United, we'll talk about them next. Um, I mean, play tomorrow night against Burnley. If they win, they go top of the Premier League table. Uh, three points ahead of Liverpool with the Liverpool-Man United game mm. on Sunday. Um, Matthew, 
what what um you know what do you think about all in Manchester United and, and and where should fans expect them to be? Well, finally, he's got a bit of a. Uh, I always said the issue was they didn't have an identity in how they played, but now I look at them and I'm like, right, United have got an identity. Like I know when I watch them what it's going to be like. Mm-hmm. So I think that's his biggest thing that he's done now. I think he's found he's got identity and he's, and he's found the players and he's sticking with it. He's not changing constantly. You pretty much know that midfield's going to have Fred McTominay in it. Yeah. You pretty much know that. Bruno um, or whatever, um, Pogba maybe, sometimes he's playing, sometimes he plays on that left of a diamond or whatever. But he's got identity now and to be fair to them, like, fair play, they look decent, they look decent going forward. Um, the defending all right, and that game against Liverpool is one of the biggest Man U Liverpool games in a while. So I'm looking forward to it. Like, what's um, what do you think the score will be? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. We'll we'll beat them two one. You know, Liverpool two one. I'm I'm always really nervous about these. Obviously, these games in general. It's, it's to a similar point, I'm Scotty with Rangers Celtic. You're never, you're never confident, right? You know what I mean, going into these games. But it's definitely the most nervous I've been in a long time, um, especially if they win tomorrow. I, I think it finishes 1-1. I think it's a draw. I think um, Liverpool need to, in my opinion, Matthew and Scotty, I, I want to see Liverpool say, this is our patch, this is our title. We're, we're going to show you what it takes to beat us. I don't want to see... Liverpool, I don't want to see either team going for nil-nil and especially not Liverpool. And I'll say that as a fan. I won't be happy. Don't get me wrong. If it gets to like 80 minutes and it's nil-nil and both teams look a bit mm. cagey and take the point, okay, that's football. But I want to see Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool go for, go for the game. I think the best thing that can happen to Liverpool is the last few weeks has failed to score. Mm. Manny and Salah are really choking on a few goals. And what a better way to stage to get one than... My my opinion, my opinion. You're in a bad run of form. You need something yeah. to get you out of it. There's no better game, and there's no better game to get you out of that and kick you back on. And mm. um, what overall, Scotty? Um, you know, Matthew just said all those things about Oli, and I, I think one thing he's spot on with, and something we haven't actually said yet, which definitely does not play in Lampard's favour, is Oli has found this formation. He's found the shape. Mm. He's found the starting eleven. And he's stuck with it. And again, trusting the process and building that cohesion, it's starting to bear fruit for them a little bit right now. They're getting results. Yeah. I wouldn't want to call it, I can't, honestly can't remember start of the season what I was thinking about United. But I definitely wasn't thinking title contenders, nor no. was I worried about them having a good season. Yes. Obviously, halfway through now, they look good, genuine team. But yeah, it's hard to get that trust, that process, and build on something if you don't know your, your starting 11 or your best players. Do you? If you chop and change each week, it's so hard to build consistency. Yeah. Do you reckon if they get injuries, do you reckon they'll be all right? What do you do if, you get, if Bruno gets injured? I mean, yeah, I noticed, I, in the, I noticed in the Man City game, they did quite well to shut him out for a lot of it. And yeah, I, mean, I didn't create a lot of really dangerous opportunities. It'd be a huge um, challenge for Solskjaer if that does happen. Yeah, no, I think that... Yeah, it's a big question if you can stay fit all season, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... You, Huge question. He's just that he's just so creative, and they've not got anyone else that's like that. I don't think. So, you in terms of you know you bring up Bruno. This is something I'd written down for every team, and, and we'll focus on United, but we can go back and forth between the teams we've already talked about. 
you know, have 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 the board back their manager and all they got on social and have they gone and bought the right signings in your guys' opinion? They have finally now, yeah. I don't know if that was that social what? media thing about he's only ever two or three games away from getting sacked, but mm-hmm. it always seemed like always always in danger of losing his job. But the, the board did come out and say we're fully behind them, whether that they meant it or not. But Yep. Bear and a little bit. Mm. Was it was Yeah, but like was all he all he's had I mean how He's been there a while. How long has he been there for? A couple of years now, yeah. I'll find out when he officially joined. He's been there a good bit. I, 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 don't, I don't know if there's an experience in him chopping and changing his team so much and the foundation of that. 2018 he joined. So I don't know if there's an experience of him chopping and changing his team in that so much and then and now, and now he's finally stuck with it. But like, surely like, that was kind of like it's kind of like his fault, you know what I mean, and his responsibility. For not getting that 11 players together quicker. For, yeah, for not getting them, yeah, for not getting them going and playing as much. But like I said, he's definitely found that now. But I think injuries to me would maybe be a bit of a concern. Yeah, I mean, agreed, but... Like it is to every team. To but see talking about trust that process, surely it takes a wee while to build a bit of trust between player and manager, especially a source guy who's not as experienced. But you see when Ancelotti walked into Everton, I'm sure they trusted him 100% as soon as he walked in the door, just because yeah. of how big a name he is. But it's going to take Solskjaer a bit of time to build a bit of rapport and build a bit of trust between them and the players, surely. It's, it's if, buts, and maybes, right? And I'm not saying that Man United are, are going to go on and, and win the league title this season. God, God, I hope not. But they withstand us. But listen, but, but to the point, though, what we've, just, what we've all just said, and we've been saying it for a couple of weeks, you can start to see, you know, there's a bit of cohesion going there. There's a style of play. You know what you're going to expect from United. Like, you, it, it's, it's, trust, it's, given them, it's given the manager a bit of time to, to get through bad patches. I mean, like you just said, Scotty, social media yeah, or socials has been worse than Arteta, it has been for Arteta. I mean, you know. Especially, as what I was saying about the pundits as well. You watch any game, and if they have a, if they have a terrible game, you've got Paul Scholes, Roy Keane, absolutely tearing the team apart which doesn't help either and there's there's loads of pressure on you especially yeah. in Man United to have been the most dominant British team and you know yeah. for, they were the most dominant British team for 25 years but again yeah, accepting, they were but at the moment they're not accepting where you're at where are you you've you've tried all these top managers you've, you've bought players like Alexis Sanchez and Zlatan Ibrahimovic and tried to go for short term fixes and it's not worked you have to regroup and try and build something anew um, and uh, could go, still could go either way. But I just think you're, like you said, Matthew, you're starting to see what he is wanting to create with that team, right? You're starting to see it, and and you know, again, yeah. said it, you can't really see it with Lampard. You can see Arteta's trying to play a certain style. Um, so I don't know. I think they're bearing fruits of trust in the process and not pulling the trigger. Then, then comes, then begs the question of can they? Can they, if they are, if they do go top and they are top for a good bit, can they can they bear the pressure of that? Because that yeah. is another huge thing. Because yeah. if you want to be champions, you just got to deal with that constant, so much pressure on you. Yes, I know, and I, I think that I think Liverpool have felt that a bit this season. You know what I mean? The, the Liverpool squad have never been through it. It's so hard to retain a, a league title. Yeah, it's part of it. It's 100%. harder. It's harder to win it again than it is to win it the first time. You know what I mean? It's a lot yeah. harder to do that. So. 
there's pressure on Liverpool from that point of view. They'll play into United's hands. But I do agree with you. You know, Man United haven't haven't quite been there. Liverpool had the Champions League final run, the Champions League win. They then missed out on the season by a point. Talking about trust in the process, you could see it was coming, right? And United are kind of maybe starting to get to the beginning of that volley where it's like, all right, like let, let's just see where this goes. If you don't win it this season, it's not a big deal. Can you recruit well? Can you build off of it? And see where see where the next step is, you know, in the in, in the next season for him. Um, but I mean, yeah, unfortunately, I hate to say it. They look like they've got a little bit going. They've got a bit of cohesion. I agree a few injuries might be uh, might be problematic for them, but people said that about Liverpool for two years and we didn't get anyone injured. And then obviously it happened this season. So it is what it is. Um, what, about, what about Spurs for you guys? I mean, what, what do you think, in your opinion, Jose Mourinho coming in, what has he been brought in to do at Tottenham? Trophies in the cabinet. Get on me. Get on me. Do do you Scott, Jose's been brought in to get trophies? Yeah. I think, do you do you think that from where Spurs have been build a legacy? So Spurs, build a dynasty. This is this is why I I understood I understood the the appointment when they did it in the last five years. I was quite surprised by this. In the last five years, five years ago they finished third, then they finished second, then they finished third. Then they finished fourth, and unfortunately last season they finished sixth, right? But, you're, you know, Mourinho's been appointed midway through the season. You're changing style and everything. But, I mean, third, second, third, and fourth, that's mm. a solid four years. So Spurs have been, been there or thereabouts, and they just need something to just get over the line. And, and the appointment of Mourinho is not a bad one if that's what you're looking to try and do. They had a Champions League run in there as well, didn't they? Yep, Champions League final. But you see, if you finish second, third every year, but you win an FA Cup or... Like that. That's a decent season, though. Yeah. Do you, think, do you think Spurs want to win the Premier League? That's their only the number one goal. I think. I mean, speaking yeah. speaking to my mate Rob about it, Matthew, they they just want to. Rob's like like he's been brought in to win a trophy. I'd quite like a trophy. Is Rob thinking he's wanting him there for a long time? I, I don't get the feeling off of that. I mean, that's one Spurs yeah. fan I know, right? You know, he's a big Spurs fan. And um, do do you think Matthew Mourinho is it? Do you see him being there for for a long a long time? I guess. That modern day football is probably about three to four or five years. Do you see him being there that long, or or what do you think? I actually do. He likes London, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. If he and if he if he keeps doing well, if he's doing well, they're going to get then they're not going to get rid of him. Mm. Like Daniel Levy's not going to be like, and this goes back to the whole like attractive football or, or results type thing, but to a different scale because we're talking about not relegation but winning trophies. Mate, like they're gonna if he's gonna do that, they're gonna keep him there hundred percent. But to be fair to him, we know Tottenham have been class going forward this year. Yeah. Mm. They've been really good to watch. Like I think this whole like Mourinho born football thing, it's not like a myth, but some of his yeah. teams have played good like they've played decent football. When you've got Caden's son, it's only so bad it can be, right? Well I watched it's funny you say that I watched the first half of Premier League years, the first season he he managed Chelsea, and I was watching it today. And I mean, they're frightening, very much the similar hitting teams on the break with Drogba, Robin, Duff, Lampard. Do you know what I mean? Like, I did good um, Johnson. Yeah, he's had, he had the odd game over the Christmas period where you're looking at them like, holy shit. But I don't know, Mourinho's clever. The Christmas period, he's like, let's just get fucking points on the board here. Yeah. We'll do whatever we can. Christmas, 
period. You it's got hardly like a schedule and organization. Yeah. Thing. You know, but Matthew, know. What, you, what you just said there, they had a bit of a patchy, patchy bit of form and, and everything. But everyone every, has. Every team goes through that, and this is my point. Like, is it even more this season? You have to accept that, and and I think we've we've all been drawn into this of the last two years of how of how amazing Liverpool and Man City have done, and it's just not. That's not what it normally is. That's I don't know if that'll ever get done again. Personally, I mm. thought that was, or not for a long time from from any team. Um, and and I think people are, everyone's just kind of forgotten what how, what a normal title race is like. You know what I mean? I think everyone's just yeah. to run. And you hear it on Sky a lot all the time. Like, is anyone going to run away with it? Like I can remember growing up, there was always there was always a couple of teams. There was always United and Arsenal. No one really ran away with it. it went deep into the season, mm. like last yeah. five six games. Man United and Chelsea, whoever it was up there, you know, it's only in the last couple of years that a couple of te- two teams have run away with it. So, yeah, no, nah, I 100% agree. There's not like every team this year has like hit Apache bit in. Some teams come out of it stronger. Liverpool seem to be in it now. Man City have coming coming out of it. United have came out of it 100%. Arsenal have now came out of the Apache bit. Chelsea have gone into Liverpool, Chelsea sitting in that kind of like weird kind of it, it definitely happens in, in the season. It's kind of how you come out of it, to be honest, and when I think it'll define the season. And bring bring your expectations back down to reality, Scotty, right? Like I just said, that we've been kind of lured into the yeah. falseness of the last two years. We've blinded by success the, the yeah. last two or three years, especially in Scotland as well. You're used to Celtic yeah. running away with it. Liverpool, mm-hmm. You just think all of a sudden you think that's the normal. When yeah. it goes back to an up and down season like nobody's experienced that for years like no you, you expect one team to be so much better and there's no ups and downs there's no heartbreak every second week like yeah um yeah no mate i i agree yeah. especially this season especially with yeah. covid and injuries and depleted great, squads great point about yeah fair point about celtic too in scotland it's it's kind of almost been a a, a done thing it's going to be yeah. celtic and, and yeah. obviously rangers being back rangers being back there celtic of fans obviously aren't going to agree but Rangers being back there and challenging is a good thing for the league because, yeah. and, and and even even as a Liverpool fan, it was fantastic watching us run away with it last season. We finally got over the line. But as a football fan, like I'm quite yeah. I'm quite enjoying like it being tight and having to beat Man United yeah. this weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm quite you, buzzing yeah. for it. You've got the excitement back. The banter is so much better between everyone. You're, you're genuinely you're worried, but and then you're buzzing, and there's so much more excitement and emotion in it, which is way better, surely. Ma- yeah, bored of watching United, team United, United away, fucking right. Yeah, love it. <laughs> um, what do you so? What do you think about Spurs then in the next, you know, couple of years? What should their fans be expecting? Is it purely just to, to win a trophy, just any trophy? Is that what? Does that what would be good for Spurs? Surely it's got to start with that. Yeah, yeah. and then you go from there. Because they, they definitely you've got to build on that, surely. Yeah, build I, success, get that winning mentality. Matthew, I was I was saying earlier, um, and Scotty said similar thing about Rangers in, in the Scottish Cup final last year against Celtic. You know, when Liverpool got beat by Real Madrid in the final of the Champions League, do you not think as a fan that, or maybe you felt different, I don't know, but I certainly felt as a fan that it didn't feel like that was the end. It felt like that was the beginning of like going on something. You know what I mean? It felt like we're going to be back there, we're going to be here. And... Spurs have got themselves to a final, and if they can get over the line and get the tr- get the League Cup trophy, I know it's it's probably the I don't know, maybe not the worst is the right word, but you know know what I mean of the three. 
the least important. The least attractive. Yeah, but for, for Spurs, they haven't won a trophy in God knows how long. They just need to get that off their backs and then move forward while, while finishing in the top four if possible. That's what they need to do. Plus, you got to end the dry spell at some point. Yeah, yeah. The we, all, we all hit that. There's we all no hit that dry spell. Nobody else wants her. You got to end the dry spell. <laughs> we all hit that dry spell, and I'll tell you something. I'm fucking in it now. Especially, especially lockdown. You'd Everyone's take a league cup right now, wouldn't you? Everyone's on a dry spell. Um, last team I put down here, lads, um, to have a different conversation, but incredibly. It's an incredible season, but where they're at, and I like, I like them. I like the manager. I like the team. Is Aston Villa? Um, I mean, they've they're 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 up there in the mix with all the big names. An incredible season. Do I, I was thinking about this when when I put this down, and I was looking at the team and what and and how they bought over the last couple of years and and how they play and how they've adapted. Do do you think Matthew, it's a fluke? where they're at or do you generally think they're being rewarded for a good bit of coaching a good bit of of recruitment and a good bit of togetherness in that team oh a good bit of all that 100% hmm. they've recruited really well um, fair play to them I know I've mentioned before but with Villa going from changing their formation is massive um, they've got one of the best defensive records in the league at the moment do that yeah um, I just think a bit of everything, sticking with the manager as well. I know they just avoided relegation, but they stuck with him. And um, they've done everything. Togetherness, they've good signings, basing a lot of the team around Jack Grealish, which rightly so. Um, they've brought in a striker, which they needed. They've also got a right back, a right winger. They've, they've, done, they've done excellent. Yeah. What do you think, Scotty? That being being rewarded for just a, a good kind of last twelve. This is on Sky Sports of the week. Apparently, they were all over them and during lockdown, like hammering defensive. They're all like educating them, and this is how we're yeah. going to defend going forward. Apparently, they did an amazing job with them, and then they reap rewards now, haven't they? Yeah, I, I like I like them. I like the way the manager speaks. I like the team. I think they've got a bunch of really good players. Wait. Another Just a process. Did he not? Was it the sixteenth in the championship when he took over? They were way down, weren't they? Yes. Smith, yeah. and now all of a sudden he's gotten to what? Massive club, man. Yeah, huge club. Huge for, expectations as well. Surely for a club yeah. like that. Yeah, Villa's a huge club, man. Trust, trust the process, and 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 in that you need to. Of course, you need to see results, but just you know, like you just said there with Villa, just you know, you, you can see you can see the improvement, you can feel it coming, you know. I, I I hope that Villa fans are just enjoying the ride this season because, you know, it, it's no one expected. It's incredible. Do do you guys think that, you know, kind of a Sheffield United thing? If they finish too high this season, is that going to affect them maybe negatively? Or do you think way better than Sheffield? Truly? Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Matthew? Way better. So what would you say? Get off your phone on Tinder, mate. And um, I think that Still I think no. that. Do you think that? With same as Sheffield United last season, if they finish too high, is that going to mess with the expectations of next season and and trouble them a bit, or what do you think? It's like it's the expectations, but it's also going to do it again. Like shit's so difficult, man. Yeah, for Villa to go and try and but if they keep what, if they can keep they that need drill, just, they need to keep, yeah, they need to just keep building on it. But it's so hard to do, man. It's so hard to do. I think yeah, things go your way. They've had things go their way as well. I think um. Personally, looking from the outside in, like I said, Villa fans should enjoy it because it's incredible what they're doing right now. And I think that just be wherever they end up this season, just be careful in the summer. And again, like we've been saying, 
take a step back, look at your squad. What's the real, realistic expectations of where we should finish? Of course, you've done very well. You know, maybe potentially finishing in the top six, which would be incredible. But, you know, I mean, just, just always take that step back and, and, and really realistically look at your team and think, right, where, where should we finish and go from there? And if it's better than that, great. You know what I mean? Um, but I agree, if they can keep Jack Grealish, which they could do with the pandemic, so I don't think teams are going to be able to afford no. to spend money. And you know what I mean? You're, you're going to demand, if you're Aston Villa, you're demanding, he's English, you're demanding close to 100 mil for him. And I don't, I don't think clubs have the money to, to, to spend well, on that. I love, I love how to play with two holding midfielders and he's got a free role. He can yeah. play. Mate, let's literally like, it's exactly what Jack Grealish wants. Just a free, like, you've got two sitting midfielders and McGinn and Louis behind them. Yeah. I reckon he gets told, fucking pop out on the left wing, pop out on the right play behind Watkins, fucking drop and come get the ball from your centre-back, like, fucking do what you got to do, mate. I, didn't, I mean, I don't blame them because I'm a huge fan. Another, another Scottish man in there that even even when I've seen him have poor games on the ball, off the ball, 110%, oh. you know what you're getting with John McGinn every week. He's not letting you down. Shoot for John. He's not letting I you mean, down. I reckon a lot of clubs would take him, by the way. What a decision not going to Celtic, eh, and going there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, going yeah. and working his way up from the championship, by the way, like that's worked on absolute peach because he's been he's yeah, he, got a start in Scotland's midfield, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah, he's he has to. He's he's a, he's a quality player. Um, by the way, Scotty Celtic are winning one now. He has an absolute stunning he's, free kick from David, David Turnbull. David Turnbull, who you rate, Matthew? Stunning, yeah, I think he's good. Stunning set piece. Celtic. Celtic just just had to kind of win tonight just to get at least. Yeah. Everyone's still going to go on about all the other stuff for the next few days, right? But, they've got a bit of shit, but in terms of the football side of things, yeah. need to win tonight. If, yeah. Yeah. So stunning free kick, really. Wow. Um. So I mean, ultimately, I, I think that you know, this was just something I thought was was important to talk about at the time when everything was going on with with the media talking about Lampard and fans and and, and then Arteta and. And, you know, all these teams, it's just, it's an interesting point of view that I think that fans have come to expect maybe instant success and um, just so early too, do you know what I mean? And, and not after a long period of time. So I just thought it was a good topic to kind of bring up and, and chat about. And it kind of got me thinking about this too, right? I mean, right now, um, you know, I, I check it, you know, we have like, we have like 20 to 30 people that, you know, listen to this, they've listened to, you know, each episode every week, which... I could, yeah, thank you for everyone that does, by the way. I could look that in a negative way and go, I want a thousand views for a video, but you've got, you've got to start somewhere and start small and, and build off of it, right? You know what I mean? You can't, you can't be expecting instant success to, to go for anything. So it got me thinking about that for myself too. So just I can't wait to be famous. Any other teams you guys want to bring up on that or anything else on that topic? I mean, I think... Sheffield uh, United... Trust the process. But what happens when it goes pits up? Uh, that's a great point, man. I mean, I have no idea. But I don't know. I don't know what you do there because, again, had such a good season last season. Yeah, great and manager. Then sudden, and then all of a sudden, it's gone tits up. I, I don't know. It's an awkward situation. And what, when do you, when do you sack him after such an unbelievable year last year? At what point do you say, "Ah, oh, shit, it's not working anymore"? I know, man. I don't know. I don't. So know. I bet you his coaching style's not changed. What training's not any different, but. No. All of a sudden, it's just... No. I think the thing with Sheffield United was it was incredible, but I felt like everyone was saying, like, I can't... The, everyone was in so much shock because of the squad of what they were doing. And like we just said with Villa, 
Villa have a better squad, right? They've got some really good players. Yeah. So, I mean, we, Matthew, you said it. Certainly, I remember you saying it. You said you called it. You said I reckon Sheffield United are battling relegation this season before the season started because of their squad. I said that. You said that. You did. I'm pretty sure. Uh, maybe not in here, but you said it to me certainly privately. Yeah, I also said the expectations. Like people, have, like it's not that it was luckier that with what they've done, been fully deserved in that, but just. To go and do that again yeah. takes a lot, man. Yeah. Um, set set your expectations as a fan. Be realistic with it and trust the process, basically, boys. Eh? Mm. Class. Don't expect yeah. instant results. It takes that, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication. A lot that's of time. class. Absolute class. Well, I think that's it. I think we've covered everything I, I wanted to cover. I think that's good. Right. It's past my bedtime here. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll get uh, we Greggy, unfortunately. Bring back the beans. Preparing for for a wee job interview on Wednesday, so he's been busy. The fans fans will be fucking rioting outside our gas. Fans fans will be going. Outside Gallon Key Store, bring back the beans. (laughs) The nation's nation's favourite, mate. To get the beans. We'll get the beans back on next week, boys, but. Sweet. Cheers, cheers, cheers again for coming on. Cheers, boys. We'll get back at it after Liverpool have beat Man United on Sunday. All right, sweet. Sounds good. All right, see you, boys. Cheers, boys. All right, bye.